Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to a little mini episode with two of the Jersey Ghouls. That's right. We are missing our boy Nate tonight, but we are, uh, we both just saw Hereditary. Yeah. And I think we both have very different opinions on this movie. Yeah. It's, we both had very different reactions. So we thought rather than shoot the shit like we usually do, we would do it with a recording going right yeah no we'll we'll share our thoughts with all of you guys too yeah so okay so jackie go ahead and start us off like what you're underwhelmed here you know what i am underwhelmed i i'm gonna come out and say i like the movie i'm i'm glad that i saw it i don't dislike this movie in any way but i don't know if if I'm just wired different or maybe there's something about it that I just didn't get, but everybody that I know that has seen this movie has left the theater feeling a certain way. Either, you know, they're physically feeling a way, you know, about the experience. They're emotionally feeling a way. You know, you yourself said that it, it took you like a day to process everything that you saw. And while, yes, there is some very disturbing uh, visuals and imagery and events that happen in this movie, I left feeling no different than I do from any other movie. It really didn't affect me in any way that carries over, which makes me kind of worry about me. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I worry that maybe it's my fault like did I hype this up too much for you no I don't think that's the case because I I watched the teaser trailer that came out like what two months ago I saw the initial trailer I was kind of jazzed for it I'm like this looks really good but honestly beside that I didn't really see or hear anything about it. Um, I never saw another trailer. I mean, I don't have cable. I do all of my, you know, entertainment via TV and like Netflix and YouTube and stuff. So I really haven't seen any other trailers for it. And knowing that this movie was getting a lot of hype, I purposely avoided any articles about it. I didn't want anything spoiled. So I would say if there was anything to that nature, about it being too hyped up for me. I wouldn't even call it that. I just had the reactions of my friends that have seen it in the last few days. I think what it came out on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just in the reaction of my friends that have, has seen it talking about how it truly affected them on, like on an emotional level. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't believe, I, I don't think it was too hyped up for me. I don't know what I thought going in. Um, like I said, people said that it affected them on an emotional level after the fact. And I don't know, maybe knowing that it didn't, although tr- the, trust me, if, if you haven't seen this movie, like there are some extremely graphic and not even graphic in like the uber violent sense. I mean, yes, there's some violence, but it's not like, 
it's I don't know. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, a, a French New Wave extreme film. It's yeah, it's, it's, it isn't gore for the sake of gore. Yeah. Like this is kind of like real, like real life, like almost like crime scene gore, as opposed to Hollywood, you know, Hollywood movie makeup gore. This is yeah, the kind I mean, of shit that you would see at a really really bad crime scene yeah and i feel like there wasn't even like a lot of blood or guts or anything which Hmm. to me well well first of all i had a feeling you it was funny because when you were like am i gonna love it or am i gonna hate it i kind of wanted to say i i didn't think you were gonna love it but i didn't want to like tamper with your with your opinion at all but i knew you were gonna hate and spoiler alert i don't know why anybody will listen to this if they hadn't seen the movie but just in case i i knew you weren't gonna like that it was a witch's thing yeah and you know what i wasn't expecting witches i don't know why that that was kind of the last thing that i expected um i think in my head just from seeing the trailers i kind of had it in my head that i'm like oh it's gonna be some kind of like supernatural film or maybe it's like a ghosty thing or I, i don't i don't know i can't even pinpoint to say that that's exactly what i thought i just didn't expect a ghost or uh, I'm sorry I didn't expect witchcraft and I don't know why I didn't expect that but that just wasn't the thought that came into my head um and as the movie progressed I kind of saw it going down that path and I mean there definitely was a supernatural element to it yeah but I guess like in the final reveal that it's like oh yeah witchcraft and this this cult and and the whole nine I don't know it just felt too like I'd seen it already like I was so excited for this movie to be original and I feel like maybe that's where my disappointment comes from not that the ending was bad just that I felt that the ending kind of just fell back on I I don't know fell back on the the witchcraft trope maybe I don't even know if that's a thing I just feel like for as original as this movie was for you know the one thing I had heard from several people and I you know and I had from what I had gathered in the last few days was this movie is doing to audiences audiences now what like the exorcist did in the 70s so that got me really excited and I guess I just felt with the witchcraft ending that all the cool, amazing, original things that happened in the first hour and 30 minutes before the last 15 kind of just felt like it kind of cheapened the ending for me. Like I said, I don't, I didn't hate the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad I saw it. Do I think I'll ever watch it again? Maybe. Like, I I, I don't know. I can't say that I liked it enough to like, I'm not going to probably ever own this movie, but I don't, you know, regret that I saw it. And again, I'm going to put it out there. I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't really love the ending. Um, But I will say what I did love was probably, (laughs) I don't want to say probably everything else, but just the visuals, the choices that the writer and the director, the choices that they made, the choices that the cinematographer made, the sound, the just there, there was so many things visually pleasing with this movie that I just, I, I really, really enjoyed. Everybody that was cast in the movie, I felt like was spot on. It, it blows my mind that you walked away being like, "I'm so pleased." Like I was so 
fucked up by this movie <laughs> for 24 long hours that like I couldn't even describe what it made me feel or think or and like you know me I'm usually always ready to start fucking jabbing about jabbering about what I think and how I feel and how to analyze it and it was so guttural for me that like I couldn't even process what I had just really? like I felt like I had been through like I was exhausted <laughs> after after I got out of the movie like uh, people were like did you enjoy it and I was like I, I don't know like it, it's bizarre and you're right it's a beautiful film sound wise uh cinematography wise everything they did I thought was good and I have to admit I loved the Paymon like king of hell one of the seven kings of hell ending and it's funny because when Joni invited her over for tea I had the thought oh my god she's gonna give her Tannis root and I was like <laughs> in my head I was like oh you're just kidding that's stupid but it turned out she was totally the Mrs. Whatever from Rosemary's Baby and yeah I loved that the ending was such an homage to that with like the naked old people and all that good shit um right I mean maybe it was a rip of it I don't know but I thought it was a really cool like play off of it and I gotta say yeah I think I've I was affected by this film in a way that I can honestly say I've never been affected by a horror film and I have seen some pretty fucked up shit in my day and I think that I don't know. Like, I'm really curious to kind of dive into this and figure out why we both had such different reactions to the scenes that I think are worth, you know, like kind of diving into. Because to me, the the ending, and, and believe me, I, I don't agree that this is like a perfect movie. I think it's flawed in a lot of ways. And I think once it comes out on video and I could sit around and analyze it more, maybe I'll like be happier. But I do feel like there's a lot of stuff that kind of never really went anywhere. The entirety of the decapitation scene especially her reaction. First of all, Tony Collette needs to get a fucking Oscar. That's I think funny. she's already got one. Well, I mean, for this. She does have oh, yeah. something, right? Like, she's really good. Oh, I love her. I think the first... Honestly, I think I was late to the Tony Collette party. The first time I really remember seeing her, and I might be really wrong, but I think the first time I saw her was on her show on Showtime, The United States of Tara. I love that show. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And I'm pretty sure that's the first place I saw her. And yeah, I, I adore her. I think she's fantastic. And she played she played this character. I you know what? I, I just I love everybody I thought was just so perfectly cast. Yeah. I, I absolutely adored. The way I love the balance that and again, I don't know if this is the writers, the director, the cinematographer. I don't know who I'm going to congratulate or maybe congratulate them all. But just the way they went from showing nothing to showing everything in the span of like 30 seconds after that car crash happened and the camera is just on Peter's face. And that moment when he attempted to ask his sister if she was okay and he really couldn't even get the sentence out. And he just went home. And we have no idea. Like, oh my God. obviously she's not breathing anymore because there's not that labored breathing sound isn't there, but we have no, and the fact that we don't see it. And then, you know, the mom goes outside and we hear off camera, we hear the screams. Yeah. And then we get that flash of the head already consumed by insects. Like I, it was just like, they showed nothing 
and then everything and they found i thought a perfect balance of that in more than one in more than one um scene of that movie i think that that showed nothing showed everything all at once was done so well right i 100 percent agree with you i think first of all the kid who played um peter I love him in, in Jumanji too, incidentally. Um, but I always, well, I, first of all, you're right. This this was a beautifully casted movie. Tony Collette to me is always um, the the mother from Little Miss Sunshine. That's where I feel like I first associate her with, and now the mother from Krampus. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, the, even the kid who played Charlie, she was Matilda on Broadway, and I I love her, and and I think that she, you can tell she's a really talented actress. Um, and so you're right. I think like that fucking scene. Oh my God, Jackie, I feel like I'm in a nightmare just because we're talking about it again. Like, okay. So, so the way they just panned out, uh, like close up of his face and just like, didn't cry, just like welled up and then said nothing and just fucking went home and went to bed. And then like, like, and I think I told you this before we started, like the scene in that movie that will probably haunt me for the rest of my life and why this is to me, what I imagine people experience with like the exorcist was the scene with Tony Collette slamming herself on the floor and being like, I want to die. I want to be dead. And her husband just like trying to pick her up and console her because to me, and again, I mean, maybe it is the mom thing, but Jesus fucking Christ, if that isn't my biggest nightmare come to life. Well, and I got and I'm sorry, no, go ahead. just because like her reaction was exactly I and this is when I almost fucking lost it and almost left the movie because I just kept thinking that that would be me. I would be on the floor wishing to be dead if God forbid one of my kids died in such a horrific way. That I can say that I think this could be where I had a slight disconnect from the film. Like on I say that like on on one hand of I'm not a parent. I have zero desire to ever be a parent. Like children are just nothing that I want at all for my life ever. So I think there was that absence of feeling of, you know, I don't have that fear of what if something happens to my kid kind of thing that you do. So in on one hand, I have that. But on the other hand, I, I unfortunately have the, you know, the experience of losing my sibling. My brother passed away about six and a half months ago. And, you know, while I couldn't get like the parent losing a kid thing, watching her reaction, watching even, um, uh, what's this, the dad's name, Steven, watching like his reaction. It's like, I, I ran the gamut of those emotions, like the whole first two months after Brian passed away. I mean, luckily, you know, my brother didn't pass away from a horrific accident like that. His was, his was medical, but it was still very sudden. And actually the scene, and it was, you know, that scene when she's, you know, I want to die. I want to die. When you feel like that kind of despair, like that got me, like for the first time I was like, it kind of brought back, you know, the thoughts of when my brother passed away. Honestly, though, I'll tell you, the scene that actually got a tear out of me just from knowing that pain, it's I'm going to skip way ahead and we can go back again. But at the very it's toward the end when Stephen is driving Peter home after he like smashed his face on the desk and he's all beat up and Stephen's driving him home and, you know, gets to, you know, goes up to the light and it's yellow and he's kind of has to slam on his brakes yeah. and then just sits there and then just loses it. I can't tell you 
how many times something like that has happened in the last, you know, six and a half months since my brother passed, like, like some other random frustration will happen. And I have a brief moment of like, huh? And then you just start to sob, you know? So that honestly, for me, was what got me. But, you know, it, it is losing a sibling is very different from losing a child. But I did kind of get it on a certain level. But I do feel that that is where, you know, one of my big disconnects is. And not only are you a parent, but you're a parent of girls. And, you know, to see a girl, you know, a little bit older than yours, but still like I, I can get, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I can get your side of like why I think this movie would affect you more than me in that sense. Although I do know other friends of ours that have seen this movie that do not have children either, but they kind of are, are the same in the same boat as you where like mentally 24 hours later, they're still trying to wrap their head around stuff. Yeah. Like, I just think there's a lot to unpack. And I think that there were, I, I keep thinking there were so many things I must've missed, like little clues about like the, the, the devil stuff and everything and how, like I, I started thinking who was in on it and who wasn't like, I, I feel like apparently there's all these people in the movie were probably from day from the second the movie started were all the cult people like remember at the very beginning when she's like it's so nice to see so many strange faces i don't know like those were all the fucking cult members and then like later on like they like when they're at the party apparently some of those people could be cult people like it blows my mind so like i feel like this is going to be one of those films where if i had the stomach to rewatch it over and over again i would love to take it apart honestly though I don't know that I want to go down this hole again because like to me this whole film was about how far a parent would go to try to protect their kids and how at the end of the day like we have all these fucked up people around us we have all these fucked up genes in our bodies from our parents and from our families and we cannot escape it. We can't escape who we are, where we came from, and all of the damage that comes with it. And, like, the metaphor in this film for, like, mental health, I was really into. I was really afraid that at the very end, she was going to burn. Or, like, I was afraid that she was going to be crazy. And that, like, because, like, you know when um Gabriel Byrne's character is finally like, dude, you're, I can't do this with you anymore. You're fucking off your rocker so afraid it was gonna all be in her head and i would have fucking hated that yeah i don't think i would have liked that ending either i can't i honestly can't think of an ending like i can't think of an ending that could have done better than what it did i i just yeah like i said i think i'm just i think i'm just bummed out because i feel like i don't know they they uh, i don't know I just feel like they kind of ran out of ideas. They had so many original ideas and they were executing them all so well. And then they were like, should we just do the ending of Rosemary's baby? Okay. Let's do the ending of Rosemary's baby. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'm being far too harsh. I just, I was just, I was just bummed out because that's not the ending that I wanted. What did you want? I don't know what I want. I can't sit here and even say that I have any idea what I really did want. Um, I don't know. I guess I just didn't want that. But I didn't – I don't even – you know, it's like I don't even realize that that's not what I want until that's what I got. 
but I couldn't be put on the spot and be like, well, here's what I would have done, and here's how you should have executed the ending. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. What do I know? But I, <laughs> I you know, like, I, and I, it's just, it was just that, I don't know. I will give, no, I don't even want to give it that. Okay, I don't so know. Here's, here's my argument for why so besides the the decapitation scene obviously i think is going to be the scene that people are going to talk about forever and i think that all of the actors were so great at like the fact that like like the scene at the dinner table when she was like you know like you like when they blamed each other and like i don't know there was something so claustrophobic to me and something so horrific in watching this family keep falling apart and then seeing what these two parents like, because I feel like I don't know who it was. It might have been the boys over at horror movie night, but somebody was like trashing the shit out of the father. And I don't like I didn't have those feelings towards him. I thought he was a pretty good representation of most of the fathers or dads that I hang out with in that they keep it together while their crazy wife falls apart. And I mean, I if I if that were one way that I could summarize my life with my husband, I mean, he is always the rock when I fucking lose my shit, which happens quite often to be honest and like i feel like it was gabriel burns character was just that like he was trying to keep it together trying to keep everybody happy and safe and and okay and so when when he when he tries to sacrifice herself for her kid that part was so emotionally like powerful to me too because i i would throw myself in a fire 10 times over to save one of my kids and i fucking think oh twice. yeah you know what i mean like and i can say that is th- those are the only two people in this in this whole world that I would say that for anybody else? I'd be like, mm, okay, but fire really is hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like liked- when he fucking burned. I was all and dude, the scene where she cut her own head off, I almost pe- just oh, love it. I loved Little- it, loved and and the way she's just oh staring God, at him, and it's super slow, <laughs> and it's slow. And then it starts to speed up. And again, there's another instance of, you know, when you actually hear it speed super up, like, or like, you know, go really, really fast. And then the yep. body drops. You don't see it. Oh my you God. just hear it. And quite frankly, that's perfect because less, and, less is more in this movie. And, and it works awesome. scene after scene yep. after scene. And, and the audio with it is so fl- like, I mean, okay, obviously like the is, is, is effective, but like, <laughs> I will take the sound of her flossing her own head off any day. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought everything about it was brilliant. And then, like, I'll admit I didn't love the ending either. I thought it could have been done better. But I also liked the uh, just how open-ended it all was and how at that moment then I wanted to go back and rewatch it just to see what I missed. So uh, you clicked – you, you did the little mouth cluck and I started to laugh because I had a really inappropriate thought right before the decapitation. And this is before me even knowing she was about to be decapitated. But actually, no, it wasn't before that. It was it was before the, it was when they were on their way to the party. Um, Peter is driving Charlie and they're on the way to the party and she's sitting in the back seat and she keeps clicking her tongue. She keeps over and over again and in my head I was like if she does that one more time I'm going to punch her in the head and that was my exact thought and then like 10 minutes later she loses her head and I was like oh did I do that (laughs) seriously I get 
you know, after everything is said and done and I've seen the whole movie, I understand the purpose behind the clicking. But in the beginning, uh, it annoyed the shit out of me. And I was like, will someone just give her like gum or something like she needs to do something with her mouth other than that noise? <laughs> I think I, I think that they made these characters unlikable in a very real way. They all had serious flaws. They were all kind of fucked up. Like it was, and then the other fun thing that I keep playing with in my head is when was she ever the little girl or was she always Paymon? I thought we were led to believe that she was always Paymon. Right, because, oh, um, P.S., how creepy was the fucking picture of the grandmother trying to nurse her? I wanted to die. I wanted to barf. But, like, there's so much, I just feel like there's so much to unpack in this film. And I feel like for it to not only toggle these horrifying images and these horrifying themes for me, that really shook me to my core. Because, let's be honest, it takes a lot to fucking... Yeah, we are so desensitized that, like, nothing phases us that it actually felt good to feel something again. I know that sounds kind of corny, but I'm being sincere when I say, like, I'm glad I can still be rattled. Like, thank goodness that horror hasn't lost that power for me yet. Well, okay, here's here's a question I have that I don't quite understand. And I I, I understand it in the sense of we have to drive the plot. But what kind of late high school early college you know beer rager mm-hmm. party why was there someone enthusiastically chopping walnuts? i don't know, I want, like i want a to... party where there's always a big fucking chocolate cake like in red- <laughs> like and it wasn't even like there were walnuts on there the cake on. there had like, to be or could it have just been that, like, someone was chopping up all those walnuts with that knife and the girl is so sensitive with her nut allergy that even cutting it with the same knife well, affected her? I didn't see any nuts on top of the chocolate of all, cake. But again, there was, like, 10 pounds of walnuts that this bitch was chopping up at, like, with, like, ecstasy-level enthusiasm chopping up all of these walnuts. I, and again, I understand we're just trying to drive the plot, but... I don't know. That one took really? me out of oh, it a see, little bit. I, see, here were my two thoughts in that moment. The first thought was, I don't care what anybody says, that someone with that severe of an allergy is definitely going to carry an EpiPen. And number two, <laughs> I would know because I have to, I'm EpiPen certified in my school. And number two, um, I thought that it was really like what a culinary genius that girl was to take those walnuts and sprinkle them on the cake. That's the thought I had. or okay here's something else maybe this was all premeditated and that girl enthusiastically chopping up five pounds of walnuts was one of the because she knew that the girl was and then here's another question is it the god who's allergic to to walnuts or is it the girl (laughs) i'm assuming i'm assuming it's the girl i think if i was a god i wouldn't have a peanut allergy i don't know though i'm clearly not a god I am not a king of hell. Therefore, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did I did think it was cool about the idea at the at the very end when they were saying like, you know, they had to get rid of the female I liked that form. too. And and that they had to put it into the male. Like obviously this wasn't the first attempt of the possession. This was the first one that worked though. And then 
you know, the 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 spirit is in or the what is his name? Panon, Panache, Panera Bread. Panera Bread. It's Paymon. All right. Uh, I like Panera Bread though. In my uh, hell, that's definitely one of the smoothies. Smoothies. No, but um. <laughs> but uh, I I liked the yeah, idea that it anyway. had to be that it, <laughs> it had to be a man, and that even though it was in Charlie for so long, the ultimate goal was we have to kill Charlie because it has to eventually get put into Peter. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, that, that so I started, I did of like. course, researching like the demonology behind it and like this idea of all the kings of hell and all this shit. And like I liked the Trinity thing. Like I liked the three heads. Um, at the end, like the idea that they needed the three female heads in order to create the, tri- the the Trinity to bring him back. But I will say one of the things that makes me nervous is that all these other kings and all of this backstory makes me worried that they're gonna fuck this up by making a sequel. No, they're going to fuck it up by making a prequel and we're going to have to hear all about her mother's life and it's going to be set in like 1970 and oh no, they can absolutely fuck this up. They need to leave it alone. They need to let it be. They let's just have this be a standalone. No sequels, no prequels 30 years earlier. No more of the other, you know, demons no. of hell. Like, no, just, so I'm, just let I'm it be. Right just, now, just... fucking around on the page, because I, I found the Paymon's Goetic Seal, which is like the necklace that she wears. And I was like, cool, I'll read this while, while we're figuring this out to see if I can figure out what this symbol means. And these fucking demonology, I don't know what the, the Bible equivalent for, de- for fucking Satan worshippers are, but I will tell you one thing, this shit reads like stereo instructions. You ready? He hath a great voice. He can discover unto thee what is earth, and holdeth up in the water in the mind, or any thou mayst desire to know. What did you just summon? <laughs> like, legit though, like, this is, this is gibberish. Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to not you know, insult the the writers of the book of demonology, but this literally is is gibberish. I'm gonna Wikipedia that shit so somebody can translate it into English for me. <laughs> we're, we're demon conjuring for dummies. <laughs> oh, okay. So he grants wishes to the people who who summon him. So that's why she was like rich. Yeah, there you go. Oh, See? Okay. Okay. And I only had to summon like five demons to figure that out. There you go. There you go. Hashtag hashtag blessed, or maybe hashtag cursed. <laughs> at this point, who knows. Who knows? We we might be fucked at this point. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'll take it. I got you. It is yours. (laughs) I definitely, I think at the end of the day, I I don't know. I think this this movie really, while flawed, was deeply emotional. Like, I was deeply emotionally connected, especially Tony Collette's character and the idea of, like, how far parents will go to do, to try to do right by their kids and how messed up you would be if I mean it's hard enough to think of like you said like losing your sibling losing anybody in your life like it's hard to lose someone but then to have that compacted by this tragic horrific loss of your kid on top of it and then yeah I don't know how anybody would stay sane through that I think this is a movie that anybody that enjoys horror movies should see like I I feel like this is the kind of movie that 10 years you know 20 years down the line this is going to be up there with rosemary's baby with the exorcist with you know all of all of the horror movies like on the list of you know if you enjoy horror movies you should have seen the you know this list of 10 kind of thing all that all that kind of stuff that comes out i think this is definitely going to be on on that list of if you like horror movies 
you really need to make sure you've seen this movie. I think so too. Right. But I feel like, so at the end of the day, did you, I mean, do you like it? Yeah, I liked the movie. Like I said, I I didn't love the ending, but I liked the movie. Um, I didn't I didn't dislike the ending enough to take away from the rest of the movie because it really was it was a good movie. It was it I don't know. It held my it held my attention. There was you know palpable suspense during certain scenes of just you know full on you you just felt uneasy your whole yeah. body just felt uneasy because you know uh, like cert- especially toward the very end oh my god that scene when she chases oh Peter up into the attic and she's just beating her head like she's upside down on the ceiling and beating Dude, her head she was, like behind uh, him in the room and like just up at the wall like fucking spider-man <laughs> and, and like what I loved about it was that they fucking took their time with that scene like you like they didn't rely oh. on the cheap jump scary way of of putting that forth. They literally just let the camera sit on him, and you were sitting there going, "Holy fuck, shit! Turn around, <laughs> like or don't turn around. Either oh, yeah. way." There were there were a handful of scenes that I think that we, having only seen this movie once, I, I think, think so. we've missed a lot. And I think if we go back and watch it again knowing what happens and now being able to pay more attention to the environment, I think we're going to catch a lot more shit that we just didn't even know to look for. I guarantee you half the stuff is at, at Peter's school when he's in class directs is directly related to shit that went on in the movie. And we just weren't really, you know, paying close enough attention because we're, you know, wrapped up in what's going to happen next. Maybe it's, it's my intelligence. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've missed something because I didn't walk away from this feeling any other way than I just saw a movie that kind of, the ending kind of disappointed me, but was good. Like, I don't have these gnawing thoughts about what does it all mean? I don't have these existential, like, I'm not replaying anything. I'm not closing my eyes and seeing any image. Like, I, I kind of feel the dumber for it because I feel like I've missed something because I'm the only person thus far that I know that has seen this movie that has had this reaction. Everybody else is taking something away from it, be it good or bad, emotional or physical responses from this movie. And uh, I got nothing. And I feel like I've missed something. Hmm. Like I said, it was cool. There was definitely some violent images. There was definitely at one point where I didn't even realize I had like my hand up to my chest. I didn't even realize I had my hand like that. And then I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to put my hand down now. Because really it was, I will say this though, what probably made this better than what it could have been is I saw this movie this afternoon uh, and it was me and there was one other dude in the theater. So I had like a completely quiet practically empty theater just me and one other dude watching this movie and i think that if i had seen this movie with a crowd full of people on like friday or saturday night i think i would have come out of that movie liking it even less i went to see it on a sun the sunday matinee and i figured it would be quiet in the theater but it wasn't it was really crowded which yay for horror but you know boo marissa and there was these fucking clowns who were like you know all those scenes where she was trying to conjure the ghost laughing through that Mm -hmm. like laughing like ha ha and i wanted to fucking get up and fucking bash somebody's head against the wall but i i finally was able to talk myself down because i think 
these people were younger kids who bought tickets to this thinking it was going to be the next funny, like, you know, fucking Conjuring movie and were painfully uncomfortable. And I think they were manifesting their discomfort through their laughter, which, yes, it ruined a little bit of the mood for me, which really pissed me off. But I also think it's a testament to how much that film will fucking affect you. This one is heavy. I'm glad we did this on on the air because I think we had some fun little conversations. And for the record, I don't think anything is wrong with you. I think that you're just you're just a lot stronger than I am. I think my kids are my fucking kryptonite. A part of us becomes so fucking vulnerable beyond any other fucking thing I can compare it to. Like I wish I can describe what it's like to be a mom in a way that makes even a fucking ounce of sense but all i know is it is this thing that is so much bigger than me and has taken control over everything that i am and i know that that's that may even at the risk of sounding anti-feminist it's 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 simultaneously the most stressful but the most beautiful thing that i've ever done it makes sense it it does it's scary and you know i think you're the better for it popular statement but I don't know, just the idea of children and the idea of motherhood to me is just punishment. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm far too selfish. I like I like my time, I like my money. I've got a dog that wakes me up at like six thirty on a Saturday. That's enough for me. But I do wanna say I'm glad you had kids because I friggin' love your kids. They're so awesome. So I'm glad you decided to have kids. Well, listen, let's wrap this fucker up. All right. Um, I think the bottom line is if you haven't seen Hereditary, go see it. Do yourself the service. Thanks for tuning in. And um, as always, you can check us out on all of our many social media endeavors. Yeah. You just search Jersey Ghoul on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Yes. And you can also find our podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 